good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Now we will begin with the COVID-19 numbers for today. Thailand logged 209 more COVID-19 fatalities and 21,882 new cases over the previous 24 hours the Public Health Ministry reported on Sunday morning. On Saturday, 21,106 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital. Out of the 210,904 patients in care, 57,920 are in hospital, 73,262 in hospital, and 72,600 in home community isolation. 5,615 are in serious condition, and 1,172 are on ventilators. So the numbers have got a little bit better from the previous day. There's still a lot further to go. The CCSA will be having a meeting tomorrow on Monday to discuss whether or not they will continue with the restrictions, add more restrictions or reduce the restrictions. So we will find out what's really going on in the next couple of days in relation to the lockdown in the 29 provinces around the country. And for our first story of the day... Protesters around Thailand honk horns to banish Prayut. Thousands of anti-government protesters in Bangkok and other provinces blared their car and motorcycle horns on Sunday in a deafening call for the ousting of Prime Minister Prayut Chan-o-cha. The honking began at 6pm during the playing of the National Anthem, the climax of a day of predominantly peaceful car mob rallies in Bangkok and other provinces. The rallies were organised by Red Shirt leader Natawat Saikur and activist Samsak Bungam Anong, other groups, including Talufa, also took part in the parades. They demanded the Prime Minister resign over the government's inept handling of the COVID-19 crisis, with new cases and deaths surging throughout the country. Motorists also hit the roads in other provinces, including Chiang Mai, Chantanaburi and Chonburi. Both organisers in Suratani decided to scrap their planned rally for safety reasons after police refused to grant permission for it, citing the ongoing emergency decree. People lined the streets to show support for the demonstrators as the convoy passed by. Police secured key locations in Bangkok, including the headquarters of the Royal Thai Police, the starting point of the rallies, and a section of Vipavadi Ranzik Road leading to the residence of General Priot, where they blocked the road with freight containers to forestall the march on his house. The day of protests was overwhelmingly peaceful, but violence did erupt at Dindang intersection, the scene of other recent clashes. Police fired water cannon, rubber bullets and tear gas at demonstrators who approached the shipping containers. It was not immediately clear which group organised the Dindang protests, since the location was not on the itinerary of the car mob rallies planned by Mr. Nuttawut and Mr. Sambat. The Red Shirt leader said on Voice TV's Facebook page that all sides should end the violence and called on security forces to set an example. He abruptly left the rally site at Ratchatapong shortly before the playing of the national anthem and rushed to the scene of the clash in Din Den, where he pleaded with defiant protesters to retreat and avoid confrontations with police. Please move back from the area because it's not safe. We will not try to defeat riot police. We will defeat General Priot, he said, before negotiating with police to end the clash. Several protesters remained in the area. However, sporadic skirmishes continued. And again, the protesters are exercising their freedom to protest here in Thailand. I do admire their passion and I truly hope they get what they want, but I doubt it will be anytime soon. It's nice to see the leaders taking responsibility for some of the violence 
and trying to stop it. But my only critical comment here is I do wish the violence was not happening. There does seem to be a small minority who are there to cause problems and it doesn't help their cause when things like this happen. Now next, TAT plea to amend Sandbox plan. The Tourism Authority of Thailand, TAT, is asking the Centre for COVID-19 Administration, CCSA, to approve the so-called 7 plus 7 model, allowing tourists to stay in Phuket for seven days before visiting other locations. Tanatorn Wan Bung Sang Chana, a secretary attached to the Prime Minister's office, said on Saturday that TAT has come up with the so-called 7 plus 7 formula, which means tourists who complete their seven-day stay on the island can visit and spend another seven days in other tourist destinations taking part in the model. The model is expected to be implemented this month for seven tourist attractions. They comprise of Koh Samui, Koh Panyan and Koh Tao in Suratani, Kaolak, Koh Yao Yai and Koh Yao Noi in Panya, Koh Phi Phi, Ralai Beach and Koh Nai in Krabi. Now this was meant to begin tomorrow, I believe, August 16th, but as of yet, and as everything happens in Thailand, it has not been approved by the CCSA, it has not been approved by the government, and has not been published in the Royal Gazette, so therefore none of this will be happening tomorrow. I'm not quite sure what they're up to. Training on the hotel reservation system in these areas has not happened. System for booking uh, PCR tests does not include any of these new areas. And getting in and out of the provinces, the checkpoints, the basic SOPs have not been come up with and issued to hoteliers around. Personally, I think with the pandemic and the way it is right now, it's not wise to be doing this because these are not really sealed areas, especially an area like Panya, where Kaolak is in such a wide area with a lot of people. I'm not sure how it's going to work. And assuming that people are actually meant to be allowed to book it tomorrow as part of the certificate of entry, I just don't know what's going on. It all seems very, very confusing. Nevertheless, we'll keep an eye on this. Now, if it does happen, we will do a short podcast explaining the whole 7 plus 7 model to you so you can get a grasp of the idea. And next up is today's featured topic. When will Thailand reopen to fully international tourism? This is another question that is discussed a lot in this comment section and on many forums throughout the web. At the beginning of July, the Thai Prime Minister stood up on national TV and announced to Thailand and the world the country would fully reopen to international tourism in 120 days. It was an announcement that took a lot of people by shock, but was also welcomed by many business leaders. Indeed, I too was happy to finally hear some good news. It gave everyone a lift and a reason to feel optimistic. There was a buzz around the country, even though we're in the midst of a third wave of rising infections and deaths. The vaccine rollout hadn't even started, but with this good news, how could you think anything would go wrong? Surely the Prime Minister had researched the trends of infections and listened to his advisors. He knew the situation in relation to vaccines as well. So his bold statement must have been based on science and facts. Fast forward to today. Each day since then, we've had record new highs in relation to infections and deaths. 29 provinces are basically in lockdown. The truth around the vaccines and especially AstraZeneca has finally come out. The 10 million figure touted by the health ministry was never actually in play. AstraZeneca never guaranteed or even acknowledged they would deliver that much to Thailand. In fact, the 10 million figure is the maximum production capacity of the facility, not what was being given to Thailand. There is no way that the Prime Minister of the country did not know all of this before standing on national TV and making such bold claims. So what was behind the stunt? A G up for the people of the country? An attempt to take the heat off this beleaguered government? I think it's a bit of both. And it possibly worked for a few weeks until people started to ask more questions and the vaccine truth came out. 
So where does that leave the October reopening? In all honesty, it's very hard to predict. But if I was a betting man, I would say there is a very little chance of that happening. A more realistic date, in my opinion, would be early December, and here's why. Thailand has vowed to inoculate 50 million people or 70% of the population by December 31st. A bold statement considering it doesn't have these vaccines on hand and it's relying on international contracts to be honoured on time. At the current rate of vaccination, Thailand will reach the 70% by the end of February, which is just too late for the majority of hospitality businesses. There will be nothing left to save by then. More vaccines will speed this up, but I don't see where these vaccines are coming from, and neither do I see who's going to administer them. There is a shortage of health workers for this job, which can be seen by the very low vaccination numbers at weekends and public holidays. If Thailand can vaccinate 10 million a month, they could reach 50% of the population by around December 1st. Would this be enough to reopen? Well, it all depends on what areas they are vaccinating and the target group. First things first is to get all over 60s vaccinated, with those with underlying conditions that are known to be seriously affected by COVID. Protect the most vulnerable in our society. And then move on to tourist hotspots around the country such as Bangkok, Phuket, Panya, Krabi, Samui, Hua Hin, Pattaya, Chiang Mai and Chiang Rai and get everyone who wants the vaccine vaccinated. Once you get this done, you've put yourself in a good situation and you're really on a solid footing for a December 1 reopening. Vaccination in these areas is key to this plan. The idea of trying to reach 70% for this imaginary herd immunity is over. Scientists have said so. Most countries are fully reopened with 50-60% to vaccination rate. Thailand should be no different and it's time we learn to live with the virus. The other thing that needs to happen is a common sense approach to entry requirements. The certificate of entry or COE must be done away with. It's not fit for purpose and it has proven to not have any place in international tourism. The only requirement for entry should be a valid vaccination certificate from your home country through a certified validator such as the IATA travel pass or a COVID RT PCR test 72 hours prior to departure through a certified and contracted IAT travel pass vendor. I truly believe we need a global method to validate these certificates and tests so that travel can be made safer during this pandemic and give confidence to both governments and travelers. However, regardless of the travel pass implementation or not, the above mentioned criteria should be the only requirements necessary to enter Thailand. It's what the rest of the world is doing and Thailand is no more special than anywhere else. It's time Thailand remembers it's in competition with other destinations around the world and people will not choose to travel to ones that want to take advantage of them, create ridiculous processes and track their every move. My hope is Thailand will fully reopen to international travel as soon as possible. The Thai people need to earn a living and have their lives restored. The pandemic has destroyed lives throughout the world and not just here in Thailand. It's been a tough 18 months, but with some common sense approaches, a solid plan and a desire to succeed, I know Thailand can do it. People are depressed, people are sad, but it's time we turn that frown upside down and remember this is the land of smiles and move forward together. And that brings me to you. What do you think about all of this? Is December 1st doable or do you see them needing more time? Or do you still think October will happen? And what do you think the entry requirements should be? As always, leave your opinions, comments and ideas in the comment section below. And finally, that brings us to the Phuket News Roundup. For the second day in a row, Phuket has reported cases in the hundreds. There was 109 new COVID infections in the past 24 hours. We had 474 international arrivals to the Sandbox scheme, all tested negative for COVID on arrival. They arrived on six flights, 
two Thai Airways, one Qatar, one Emirates and two Singapore Airlines. 435 travellers tested negative for COVID during their second and third test as well. Since the 1st of July, 20,670 travellers have availed of the Sandbox programme. In other news, issuing of new, renewed driving licence back on ice. The issuing of new and renewed driver's licences in Phuket has been suspended again, along with assurances that some people stopped by police and found driving with a licence that expired will not be charged. Island isolation measures extended with minor amendments. Measures adopted by Phuket officials to contain the spread of COVID-19 are to be extended until August 31st under a new order issued by the Phuket Governor. The provincial order was issued by Phuket Governor Narang Wunsi and posted just before 10pm last night, August 14th. The order will be in effect from August 17th to 31. Essentially, all restrictions remain in place as per the previous order, including schools closed until the end of the month, risky venues being banned from serving alcohol, and limitations on social gatherings in private residences and groups of no more than 50 people in public spaces. The only real amendment to the pre-existing order is that residents of Phuket, those that work here permanently, and tourists under the sandbox scheme will now be allowed entry. New exemptions will now apply for people who are registered as Phuket residents with a Phuket listed address or people who work permanently in Phuket. This group of people can enter the island from August 17th onwards after the measures come into effect. However, they still need to be fully vaccinated and test negative for COVID by RT-PCR or rapid antigen test within 72 hours before arriving in Phuket. Being fully vaccinated against COVID-19 entails having received two doses of Sinovac or Sinovarm vaccine or one injection of the Sinovac vaccine and one injection of the AstraZeneca vaccine, or at least one injection of the AstraZeneca, Pfizer, Moderna or Johnson & Johnson vaccine at least 14 days before arriving. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.